0: This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Valaisito, California. Part 4 Chapter 3 Humanism in the Classroom In the late summer of 1978, the U.S. Internal Revenue Service issued some regulations designed to control Christian schools. On December 5th to the 9th, 1978, hearings were held in Washington, D.C. to give those schools an opportunity to protest. In the intervening time, some of us sent forth the call for Christians to rally to the defense of the freedom of Christ's schools and people. The reaction to this call in many areas of the Church was to condemn those of us who issued it, to attack the Christian school again as a non-spiritual involvement in the world by Christ's flock, and to call for a, quote, true, end quote, spirituality, defined as limiting the jurisdiction of Christian faith to the church. This is a serious matter. Under the surface, a vast area of hostility exists to the Christian school movement, both within the church and in the world. It would be easy to write at length about the many attacks on the movement. Pastors who come to a church with a Christian school who then work to close it down, congregations who scuttle a school when the pastor leaves, and so on. It is important for us, very briefly, to cite the reasons for these attacks. First, many insist on limiting Christian concern to things which are spiritual. If this be true, then we must drop church weddings and all concerns over adultery and other sexual sins, because sex and marriage are declared by our Lord to be for this world only, Mark 12.25. At the same time, Scripture legislates extensively and totally the sexual life of man. It also legislates concerning wits and measures, eating and drinking, debt, sanitation, and everything else. Very clearly, the Bible speaks concerning far more than our spiritual life. It governs our total life because God is totally God and there is no area of life and thought outside his government. Psalm 139 tells us plainly that there is not a corner of the universe, nor an atom of being, outside of God's government. Hence, to limit the areas of Christian concern is to limit God and deny his lordship. Second, the scripture is emphatic that our children must be reared in the Lord. This is a major stress of Deuteronomy and of Proverbs. Children are a heritage from the Lord, Psalm 127, 3, and they must be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In every religion, in varying degrees, the god claims the children. More like worship and modern statism are classic examples of the claim amongst among anti-god forces. We, however, must set apart our children for the Lord. They are his possession. This requires us to provide a Christian school. But what constitutes a Christian education? Sometimes Christian schools are Christian in name only. They are humanistic schools with Bible added to a humanistic course of studies. It is a serious mistake to assume, first of all, that there is any neutral subject which can be taught in the same way by both Christian schools and humanistic schools. To believe so is to deny God's total sovereignty over all things. It means that areas exist where man, not God, is the Lord. There is no area of neutrality in all of creation, what we believe determines our perspective in mathematics, history, biology, geology, art, physical education, and everything else. The triune God is totally the creator of all things, and thus totally their lord and determiner. All subjects are either taught from a biblical, atheistic perspective, or they are taught from a humanistic, a man centered perspective. Second, we must remember that facts are never neutral as Cornelius Van Til has so powerfully taught us. Before there is a fact, there is a faith. The faith interprets and determines the facts. The, quote, facts, quote, of the universe are very different for a Buddhist, an existential humanist, and an orthodox Christian. For the Buddhist, all is illusion and misery. His faith requires a world and life negation. Maya and karma determine all things. For an existentialist humanist, quote, facts, end quote, have only a purely personal meaning, the meaning which each man assigns them. Neither man nor creation have any essence, any created and preordained meaning. Good and evil and every other form of meaning is self-generated. Their values are assigned to things in terms of my will. Nothing has any meaning from God's creative act. All meaning comes from man's creative act. In biblical thought, however, every fact is God created and God interpreted, so that the meaning of all creation is to be understood in terms of him and his kingdom. St. Paul makes clear to the Corinthians that, But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you, or of any man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self, but I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. For he that judgeth me is the Lord. Quote, 1 Corinthians four, three and four. The word Paul uses for judge is anakrino, to examine, investigate, and question. Paul simply says that he has no right to examine, acquire about, investigate, question, and judge anything in terms of his own standards and tests. Similarly, he has no regard for any and all such judgments made about himself. The only criterion for investigation and judgment is the Lord and his word, and even then God's full and clear judgment will only be apparent plainly and totally with the last judgment. 1 Corinthians 4-5 The plain implication here and elsewhere is that all study and investigation must be in terms of God's word and the fact of God's sovereignty as creator, sustainer and Lord. Third, not only does faith determine facts, but faith determines the mind. The humanistic philosophy of education gives priority to the humanistic mind. Intellectualism is the determiner. It is the true morality. The greater the level of humanistic education, supposedly the greater level of moral character will be. Supposedly the greater the level of moral character will be. Salvation is thus seen as the spread of humanistic education and knowledge over all the face of the earth. For us, however, the spread of humanistic education is a spread of sin and apostasy. For us, education is even more to be desired than for the humanists, but it must be godly education and in terms of God's whole counsel. Truth, for us, is not humanistic ideas, faiths and facts, but Jesus Christ, John fourteen six, And for us, quote, truth is not an order to goodness, end quote, and also to true knowledge. And for us, quote, truth is an order to goodness, end quote, and also to true knowledge. A man cannot have true knowledge apart from him. This means that Christian textbooks are a necessity. We, as Christians, are members of another kingdom, the kingdom of God. We live not in a meaningless, blind, and involving universe of chance, but in a universe totally created and governed by God the Lord. We dare not know anyone or anything apart from the Lord because His Lordship, rule, and purpose are total. A school course which is not systematically biblical is a hidden enemy to the faith. Humanism has no place in our hearts, churches, homes, or classrooms. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts,